Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are talking to a cybersecurity guru, Glenn Day. How are you, Glenn? I'm doing really great, man. How about yourself? I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Glenn uh, is, uh, is the founder and CEO of Envision X, in an innovative, smart data company that solves the challenges as to why data breaches continue to happen and what makes privacy compliance so difficult. Um, he, we, we've been speaking a little bit before the show and clearly a lot of the knowledge and insights and tips and tricks that Glenn can, can, can point us to are some really obvious ones and really complex ones at the same time. So we'll get into that in a second. But before we talk about Envision X and the amazing work that they're doing as an organization, Glenn, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your career today. No, I really appreciate that. So I've been in cyber for well over 30 years. I started out um, as a uh, information warfare specialist, information warfare specialist uh, as a U.S. Navy commander. Uh, I later became the, the first chief privacy officer for L.A. County. I've done three other cyber startups uh, before this and a number of other consulting gigs in which prior to joining or starting Envision X, I was a cybersecurity partner at Ernst & Young, specifically helping the high-tech industry uh, protect its most valuable assets around intellectual property. So from the Navy all through to the organizations that you were part of, really looking at Fortune 500 challenges to Envision X. So Envision X, tell us what drives it, Glenn, and what, what, what it's all about. So, so the one thing I found out over my extensive career was no matter what, companies do not know at an actionable level what data to protect amongst all the data that they collect. That's one side of the coin and that's what we talk about. Protect the jewels, your most critical data of what data that might be. It's different from finance, then legal, then uh, 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 sales and marketing and HR. But you have the as, great phrase, Glenn, you have protecting the jewels and purging the junk. I and, love and, it. <laughs> and, and what a simple concept in which most companies um, recognize and understand that, but they struggle to do both. So one of the reasons why it's so hard to protect the jewels is that most companies have been unable to purge data that at one point in time was of value but 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 up no longer. And so they keep everything forever, which kind of gives you the impression of being a bit of a data hoarder. So when you're looking for the crown jewels, you've got to go through a lot of junk, which impairs your ability to find what you need quickly and reliably. And what we do is um, look for the crown jewels. When we come across the junk, we put it in certain analytical models, prove that it is of no longer value, so you can then take action to purge it. And, and so that little action of getting rid of the junk 
will typically save companies millions of dollars in enterprise storage. Because once you buy that storage, in which everybody still thinks that storage is cheap, so let's just keep buying more storage. But when you buy it, you've got to then back it up, protect it, put the controls around it, comply with it. Right. And it creates more and more in which the data is now getting out of control and impairing the overall risk and compliance of every company out there. So taking both of those extremes allow us to do this in a much more productive and reliable way. That's a really fascinating way to look at it, Glenn. I, I, you know, I have been in those discussions where companies have just pour, talked about pouring more and more money into storage because they're so afraid that they're going to get rid of the wrong thing, yeah. right? Yep. So how do you help them through that? How do you how do you hold their hand towards that decision of you no? Know, it's I feel like it's almost like talking to a hoarder that you know <laughs> has all this stuff in their house, and they you you have to kind of help them like no 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 those are magazines from the 1970s you should throw those away now. <laughs> well, and 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 so for the most part they never even felt the problem because they don't see the mess until they're looking for something of value. And, and so when certain leadership says, keep everything forever, just in case. Mm. At one point in time, it, it was maybe the simple thing to do, but with the technologies that are out there today, there's no excuse for keeping data longer than you need to, uh, longer than the retention periods. So as an example, we, uh, we, 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 we <laughs> We worked with a company, with a hospital, a major hospital mm-hmm. that was a children's hospital that had data on children in which the children are now grandparents. It was over 40 years ago. Wow. And we can look at the attributes of the data. So you're not even using this. You're right. not analyzing, you're getting no benefit. And this is simply increasing the compliance scope and increasing the risk of your next breach and definitely increasing your cost while you guys are dealing with budget cuts in the middle of a pandemic. So these are the things that most companies don't even realize. We're bringing it to bear with our platform that gives them a very easy and consumable view in which our platform was really meant for first, the business executive, because it's their data. And and while IT and cyber often are put on the hook to protect that stuff, um, they don't have the authority to delete anything without the, the approval of the business. So we've built a platform that looks at all your data in the cloud, in your data center, on your laptop, you know, structured or unstructured. And then we correlate the controls to, to see if it's protected or not. And then we also look at the log activities to see where else are they putting this data to give you that full view so you can quickly and easily and defensively say, do this, not that, Mm. to bring down those controls and try to transform your cyber program from being reactive to much more proactive with this new intelligence. So, I mean, that's really interesting. I, I think about the issue of having a ton of data from so many different angles, so many different dimensions you know, I, I used to work with a uh, very large, um, I used to, they used to build PCs, one of the great American PC companies. 
back in the day. They do lots of other things now, but um, they they had they still have and they did back in the day have a ton of information. Um, the challenge, obviously, was what was the value in there that 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 data and kind of tweezing through it. So I, I can also see how this 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 uh, system and this approach that you're taking would allow me to maybe get a sense of the value of the data too, right? Where to see like how it's being used, like right. I mean, so the example that you used of a child's information uh, who is now a grandparent. Um, that must have been, that must be a file that hasn't been opened in a good 50 years. <laughs> uh, in this case, it was 43, but, okay. but, 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 but that's, that's exactly it. And, right. and that's why the businesses have felt um, incapable, incapable of acting. They don't have enough information and they want to do no harm. And so the best thing is, well, let's just keep everything forever. But after a while, including with some of these new privacy rights to include the right to be forgotten. If you don't know, you now need to know. Otherwise, for some of these companies are putting up to 4% of their annual gross revenues at risk if they don't enable these rights to happen yeah. in a relatively short period of time. So how, how do you counsel, Glenn, these leaders, these business leaders that they know they know that security and data breaches are happening. Um, they, they probably have, many of them probably have an untrained or per, perhaps a poorly educated perspective on how to secure data, right? That's because many of them may, may have come through a different pathway to the, to the C-suite. How, how do you get them to embrace this idea? Um, going for, I'm just curious yeah yeah so 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 I right now when it comes to a lot of cyber controls in which I sincerely do not know what new control is going to make these breaches go away it's not going to be bigger walls it's not a bigger moat it's not even better soldiers right the controls that are out there they actually work but they are based on you give me bad data I'll give you bad outcomes right so we help them and uh, uh, put more intelligent rules into these controls. But we can, in a matter of weeks, can do massive amounts of data discovery and inventories to contextually classify your data based on who owns it, who's mm -hmm. using or consuming it, and what regulations um, or risk come and play with this. So give them a tool that first and foremost doesn't require a team of data scientists. Right. Allow the business to be their own data analyst and they'll love you all day. This is what right. they've been trying to do for years, but it's been too hard, too complicated, too expensive, and too long. So we've really addressed a lot of this and knowing that no single person can typically make a final decision when even when they find the junk, they still need to make sure, do we need to keep it for records retention purposes? Yeah. Let's get the records officer involved. And after they agree, do we, is there a legal hold on this or is this thing under investigation? Right. So we now integrate a workflow automation engine in which these collaborative efforts can now happen within the platform and done easily versus having a meeting to talk about this, but look at the data in the platform. If you don't agree, tell me why. 
And also tell the CFO why you want to get rid of that junk when there's clearly a six or seven figure cost benefit for doing so. Yeah, I, I feel that the way you described it, I could clearly see the cost benefit analysis being done through the process that you handle. Right. I mean, so, so that to me, I think makes it, as you outlined, more simple for a business person to process this, which is to say, like, listen, this is how much data costs. This is how much storage costs. This is the last time this file was was looked at. <laughs> you know, if you keep it going, this is the risk. It's, it's pretty it, 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 it's kind of becomes a common sense discussion, which is which is wonderful, which is really great and something that 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 business people can embrace. But, you know, every day we read about another major cybersecurity breach. Uh, certainly we've had the, the notorious ones on uh, most recently on the East Coast. Um, what do you make of all of that? And, you know, what, what should we be taking away from those experiences? Yeah, so, so Ben, I, I think you're referring to the, the recent uh, colonial hack that was yes. um, also supported with, with ransomware in which I don't have all the details of what happened. So I don't want to get overly, uh, overly critical, but for the most part, ransomware can be remediated in which you may not stop them from coming in and encrypting uh, your data. But one of the leading practices for decades have been back up what needs to be protected and recovered, including in in the event of a disaster. So right. whether it's an earthquake, whether it's 9-11 or something like that, you need to be able to resume operations from the, the last known good. And if these ransomware attacks are happening, it seems to indicate one of two things, either that they're not backing up the data that will allow them to recover from this and recover relative, relatively quickly, right. or they're backing up so much data they lost control of what just got impacted and they actually don't know what to what was what the impact was in either scenario that's a bad place to be and it kind of really indicates that the data is not being managed as an asset and yeah something needs to transform wow to that's a really things. i love that way you thought you outlined that because i i i hope i can almost i can i can only hope that they were backing it up in some form or fashion, but it, you're almost highlighting a, a bigger problem with backing up. Maybe they were backing up the, the full history of, <laughs> of the company and it took so long to do the backup that somehow, you know, maybe something went wrong in the backup process. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, I don't know, but, but, I, yeah. but, but something's broken and, and, yeah. and what's broken is not likely a technology issue. It's a business decision and, and business process that um, are clearly have solutions out there, but they're not being tested apparently because, yeah. you know, they should be able to, you know, play with these red attacks and say, okay, that data just got encrypted. Show me how you're going to recover. Um, uh, but, but, you know, there's another major hospital that also had a ransomware attack and hospitals right now are prime, but yeah. this latest ransom attack stopped the treatment of care. Appointments had to be canceled because they could not get to their, to, to, to their, uh, to the patient health information. Wow. How, how critical is that? And so when Especially you're right now, 
Especially mean, right now. Pandemic, yeah. So, so these are the things that aren't really sophisticated hackers because the tools are out there uh, and reasonably easy to do. And many companies are building some really great uh, detection tools for identifying and get rid of, it, of, of, of that ransomware before they actually execute and become a problem. But you always have to assume they're going to get through. So right. if they get through, what's our plan to remediate and recover so we don't have to pay it was five million dollars that we know of right. for, for 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 what just happened a couple of weeks ago. So I'm pretty sure that with the proper investment, that would have likely been a fraction of five million. Right. This have this could have been avoided, um, and 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 you know these concerns would have never been there. But right now, it's not another control that we need. We need better integration between the business, IT, and cyber, and actually validate. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I mean, besides obviously hiring Envision X, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what, what do these companies need to do and what do we need to be doing as a society here? Because there's, there's no doubt that over the next 10 years, we're going to have a million X of, of data points that we, in comparison to the data that we have today. So probably uh, more than that, right? In, in the so billions, we're already in the billions. Billion X, fine. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's only going to become more and more of a, of a challenge here. Um, and this is not something that a company really probably is even able to process on their own. So as a society, you know, what, what do we have to be doing to, to, to resolve these challenges? Well, so, so the very first um, fundamental in every one of the security frameworks out there, uh, whether it's ISO or NIST or the more recent one around zero trust, the very first thing is identify your critical data. So right. if you try to protect everything, nothing gets protected, which right. is apparent over the last couple of decades. So okay. that fundamental thing, and, and, and once again, these are business assets. Now, it wouldn't be hard for IT and, and, and the cyber guys to identify privacy data for the most part, because what privacy data looks like has been defined by the regulations. Mm -hmm. Credit card numbers, social security card numbers, health information, financial information, driver's license, not hard to find these days. But right. when it comes to the things that was one of my specialties, intellectual property, you know, wow. they think everything is IP, but even all IP is not created equal. So we help them find their truly biggest crown jewels out of all their jewels and do it in a way that the business understands what is an asset of the highest level and how that data is being protected by working more effectively, more productively with IT and cyber. And you can only okay. do this with proper transparency that our platform provides to allow that level of communication to, okay. to come to life. So Right, to have the, the, the appropriate conversation with all the different parties. Yeah, that, that's right. You, can't, you, you can no longer keep blaming cyber and IT because they can only be as good as what the business empowers them to do. So let's change gears a little bit and talk about, um, you know, my my least favorite and, and most interesting topic these days, which is the pandemic. Um, and, and I'd be curious how Envision X has has evolved, survived, thrived during during the last year 
and kind of what, what milestones the company's gone through during such an unusual moment. Yeah, yeah well, the pandemic was, was a, a daunting moment in which I remember being at RSA, it's the, the Global Security Conference that's typically held every year in, in, in San Francisco, sitting down with some of the most profound CISOs in the world across a number of industries and yeah. just finalizing um, our first release of the product. And then boom, <laughs> here comes the pandemic. And many of the customers that I was working with were retail in which their budgets were decimated. Right. And it's like, well, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> but, but one of the things I, I started to see is that we were getting outreach, not for Protect the Jewels, but for Perch the Junk. Because uh, these IT, the CIOs and CTOs, you know, when you tell them that they've got to unexpectedly cut their budgets, they've got two real triggers to pull. I can either get rid of very valuable talent or I have to push out very strategic IT initiatives yeah. of what I was going to build in the future. They never really considered, well, what if I get rid of all my excessive storage and get rid of the junk, reduce my attack surface, reduce right. my compliance scope, save millions in months. Right. Wow, isn't that something to consider? Yeah, no, that's great. So you became kind of a hero, uh, really from an economic uh, savings perspective as well. That's exactly it. And, and it gave us a chance to kind of shift our, our licensing model that was primarily volume-based on the amount of data that we were protecting to it being a value-based in which we nearly gave the platform away for a full year right? Uh, and just a small initiation fee and says, don't pay us anymore until you start seeing the incredible cost savings by getting rid of the junk. You've got full access to the platform for cyber, for privacy, for risk and compliance, but your focus of how you get financial benefit is reducing uh, your storage consumption. And we will do a, 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 a royalty split that we agree in the contract in which they get the lion's share and we get a nominal amount, but these nominal amounts are in the million. So yeah, you know, it's a win-win for both of us of uh, getting the outcomes they want and effectively cleaning their house while also improving and reducing their risk. Yeah, it completely makes sense. How about yourself? How did you stay sane through the last year? <laughs> so uh, we, uh, we got a, a COVID puppy. It was originally four pound uh, Doberman Pinscher European, and uh, he's now close to 100 pounds uh, seven <laughs> months later. And uh, but but he's uh, someone that keeps us distracted and keeps us, you know, sane and, and living in the marina and being able to kind of walk outside and go to the beach. Those little simple things actually have a much elevated view of how to kind of keep the sanity in this. Yeah, uh, no, I'm smiling because, it, it, you know, it, what seemed like a simple idea or purchase is actually probably a lifesaver. So, it, you know, yeah. strangely enough, it kind of really, really key. Well, I can only imagine that over the next couple of years, what Envision X is doing is going to become more and more important. Are, are, are the discussions changing now as we end, uh, get out of this pandemic? Uh, are companies looking at this space differently? Well, I, I think some are still trying to understand the space in which both truthfully um, on, on some of our uh, customer side and some of the investors, this is effectively a relatively new space that's really gotten 
very little industry coverage, even from the big analysts out there. Mm. Um, but 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 this is being validated, and you know, this is my my lifelong dream that we're actually seeing come to life, in which we believe that uh, you know, recently with some new enhancements that we've made, we think that we've made the fastest and the quickest uh, data discovery and data classification tool that richly contextually classifies your data because you can't just say it's it's restricted or it's confidential or even right. that it's private. It's like, but to who and for what purpose? So right. we have these additional attributes. So knowing the rich contextual classification allows you to get the understanding, the meaning of who you can share it with, where you should and should not store it. So it is providing additional value from that perspective. But the one thing that we're seeing is that after we address their fundamental concerns of identifying where's my most critical data, who has access to it, how's it being shared across the, the enterprise, and are we keeping it longer than we need to, is starting to provide new insights of, hey, we can improve e-discovery using this same platform. Right. Hey, we can do automated audits using this same platform that's more of a continuous audit versus a point in time report that is effectively decaying minutes after it's done. So right. it's rethinking about the critical functions that are there today. If it's data driven, it can have a better outcome and it can be more efficient and more reliable going forward. I love the idea of the automated system. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the updates are, uh, sound spectacular. Sounds like uh, a critical, it sounds like something that I should be talking to you offline about. Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> so, so Glenn, it's been a joy uh, to talk to you today. Uh, we've been talking to Glenn Day. He is the founder and CEO of EnvisionX. Um, he is a cybersecurity executive who is creating smart data solutions for protecting the jewels and purging the junk really helping us understand what data is at cyber risk and making sure that that's protected and what data is not needed and really should just be binned. And, um, you know, think about a different way of, of uh, thinking about different ways to handle that data. Glenn, it's been amazing to talk to you. If someone wants to learn more about what you're working on and, and, where, and what EnvisionX um, can, can assist with, where should they find you? Yeah, so we're definitely uh, uh, set up a, a, a demonstration or a meeting at uh, envisionx.com, N-V-I-S-N-X.com. Uh, and we'll respond uh, pretty quickly and uh, share what we can do and how we can ideally give you a, a much more transformative look of how to improve cyber privacy, anything that's data-driven, there's an opportunity to do this better. Excellent. Well, we've been talking to Glenn Day. That is Envision X. He is the founder and CEO of this incredible company and helping us really figure out how we protect our data more efficiently, more effectively. And I would say making sure that we cover off our bases, you know, some of the obvious things that companies are getting wrong so that we can actually make sure that we're covered off for the more complex challenges that we might be facing as businesses going forward. Glenn, thank you so much for joining us on Uncage. Uncage is a program that provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. Thanks for being on the show. 
Thank you, Matt.